2: This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi,
1: I'm Taylor Drury
3: from Drury Outdoors.
0: Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector.
3: Hey, this is Melissa Bachman,
0: Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter, class bow hunter Podcast
3: Episode number 130 of the Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast, right here in beautiful Sherrard, Illinois, 1600 Buck Slayer Place, right here in the Bucketorium. This is the finest, and I mean finest, bow hunting podcast that's ever been recorded in Sherrard. I am Steve. In the studio is Kurt, Mark Reif, Moneybags. Hey. And we've got Dustin Speck, special guest, in the studio. What's going on, buddy? Thanks for having me. You're in Eric's spot, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> actually, I have, to, I have to make eye contact with you the whole time. Great. It's so. actually, uh, yeah, that's bad for Dustin. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. If I if I stare into your eyes I'll too just much, and go like yeah, this. no, yeah, don't, don't, just look don't, down. Don't look at that.
0: the massive antlers we have on the studio yes. table, and at the giant buck down there on the end. Yep. Um, this is, uh, <laughs> I, I would probably the most antler i have ever had in the studio. Um, we're going to get into this story here soon, and it's uh th- Follow us on Snapchat because I have our Snapchat filled with this buck that's in the studio right now. It's unbelievable, and photos and video do not do it justice at all. But we're going to get into that and talk about this deer and the history behind this buck. Um, but let's get into what we got to get into first. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by Scent Crusher. Yes, um, Scent Crusher from the the gear bag, to the Ozone Go, to the closets, to the the equipment station, um, the new grenade. Yeah, the new grenade. We got one of those. There could be a giveaway coming, possibly. Mm, I don't stay know. Stay tuned. I don't know. Not of this episode, but soon. So so stick around.
3: Yeah, like, well, stay tuned, because maybe this episode, maybe we're lying. Stick to the end to
0: find out. Okay, I could call. You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, scentcrusher Crusher, com. Uh The podcast also brought to you by HHA Sports. HHA Sports is
3: the finest single pin sites out there. And you've got my word, Steve, from the working class bow hunters word that they are. <laughs> Um, great products. All, you know, mo- uh, what they say, like 99% of them are made in Wisconsin. Made in the USA. Awesome company. Um, still made out of that original house. Like, we were there. It really It's happens. a mom-and-pop shop, yeah. essentially. It's weird how they pump out that many sites from, like, that. It was like, wow. You know, they've got some hard-working people up there, and they, uh, they're all about Wisconsin, so.
0: You'd think it'd be some big, like, headquarter building, mm-hmm. HHA yeah. Sports, and you walk in, and it's just... No, it's a house yeah. with a big garage, yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, the whole downstairs is essentially the yeah the workstation. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do their machining like a couple miles away yeah. in a separate building right um, there in town. Beautiful Wisconsin Rapids, man. That's a nice area up there.
1: How many times did we say oh, I love this place? Look around. Yeah, we're looking yeah. at the
0: timber up there, like <laughs> man, beautiful northern timber. <laughs> like it, yeah. that's like where you get into like real Wisconsin North Country yeah. timber, you know? Yeah, into the bluffs. And, and yep, stuff. Yeah. Yep. yep. And yeah. Scott's like. Yeah, dude, it sucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, like, he's like, it's all sandy. The deer aren't very big yeah. up here. He's well, like,
3: well, we knew it would suck immediately when we went to Walmart at nine o'clock at night, tried to buy beer, and they're like,
0: uh, no, yeah, like, don't you tell me no? I have money. They but. did have twenty five dollar hang ons, which <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kind of like that. I like. I'll buy cheap hang-ons.
3: <laughs> Good lord! Uh, you know we couldn't uh, we couldn't live our everyday lives without protein. And where do we get our protein after we kill our deer? Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing, right there in wonderful Viola, Illinois. You know how many hollers to go down when you're going down south sixty-seven, Viola, Illinois. The finest meat processor, and I'm saying meat. Cause he'll do other stuff too. <laughs> he doesn't. Do, he he's, he doesn't do like he speciali- <laughs> specializes in deer. But um, yeah, Viola, Illinois, um, the finest place in in Western Illinois, Eastern Iowa. If you can make it there, um, go give Scott a call. He should be done with some deer. We'll get him on for an episode. Yeah, he's soon. almost
0: done. He's going to come in for an episode. We got a couple of giveaways um, coming coming along with Smiths too. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, stick around. We're going to make you like our Facebook page and tag three friends because everyone's oh, yeah. doing it. Yeah. All Which right. is what we, what's,
3: what's, yeah. what's in. That's what we're going to do. And, you know, when you, um after you drop, so, you know, during hunting season and you'll probably do this next year, you shoot your deer, shoot one deer with a bow. Then you got to sell that bow because that's how you got to do it. And you got to go get a new one. So after you drop your deer off, you keep driving down South 67 and you're going to veer off a little bit. You're going to go to Biggsville, and you'll be in that area. And you're gonna ask where 164 Outdoors is, we're gonna get on Highway 164. And you're gonna go in there and see Ross. 164 Outdoors. We're proud to partner with. Ross is a great guy. You're gonna the he sells elites in like the in between.
0: <laughs> just talk about what it is. It's it's a it's a bow shop, all right? We know how to get there now. are trying to
3: paint the picture. Like this when you read a Stephen King novel, does he tell you how it ends right away? No. <laughs> you gotta lead the people in. But he sells elite bows. Um Scott releases and various other things. Go check him out. Uh, the the brand new elite bows are there. He's got uh, the option six, option seven, the tempo, uh, and I think he had the emerge in there. Um, yeah,
0: we episode did a pod- one twenty eight. We did there in his uh, one sixty four. And I was going to say in the one sixty four outdoor studio, yes. but it's kind of <laughs> just a bow shop. Um, bow studio, bow yeah, studio, bow studio. Exactly <laughs> it. Um, But yeah, it was a good time. Ross is a good dude, and uh, yeah, I, people really like Ross when he does podcasts. Man, I think they just. It, it is what it is. You get what you get when Ross is on the episode. You that's who Ross is. He's not exactly on the show. He brings his crown royal in, and we have a great time. <laughs> that so dude drinks a lot of crown royal. He might be with us at the Iowa Deer Classic this year. Oh yeah, um, him and Austin Chandler. Oh, and that'd be good. Austin Chandler will be on a pod. Well, he was on the last podcast, one sixty four, and he's a studly stud. Dustin, you know Austin? No, I feel like you. No. I feel like do you know beat. Ross?
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I've heard him on here. Once or twice. Okay. I feel like
0: all people who kill monster deer consistently just know each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. But
3: don't forget, uh, check them out on Facebook, 164 Outdoors. Great bows, great beard, great service. 164 Outdoors. Biggsville, (laughs) Illinois.
0: You can't just, like, claim that as a statement. It's not really really true. Whatever. Whatever. If it catches. Do you have a vet shout-out?
3: I'm going to do Dark Horse Lodge um, because they're moving forward. um, Kohler Electric is going to be setting up, uh, or Kohler, like, products. Um, they're going to be uh, donating a bunch of stuff for the lodge. So that's super cool. Um, things are moving forward. Darkhorselodge.org. Going to be a peaceful retreat for combat vets. Um, check them out. They're on Facebook. I don't think they're on Instagram yet, but you can go check out their website. Darkhorselodge.org. Donate to them. You know, help out the guys who uh, who defended your freedom. They'll be able to hunt, fish, hang out, share some stories. They could use their donations. You guys are going to go be buying stuff on Amazon. Or, you know, if you didn't get anyone anything for Valentine's Day, you know, you're still kind of, hey, I'll get her something on cheap. Smile.amazon. Select Dark Horse Lodge, look
0: at a percentage of your purchase, and thanks for supporting Good. them. They do a great foundation, so thanks, Steve, for the vet shout-out. Hey. Yeah, hey, you Moving need... right along. Kurt knows the deal. After eight minutes of advertisement and bullshit-
3: Well, we gotta get through, we gotta, you know, we gotta we got to help out those who help us.
0: Not bullshit, but you know what we're saying, yeah. everyone listens like, get on with it. Come on, just get through it. We're here to podcast and talk about deer and antlers and everything else. This is where you come in, Dustin. I think Dustin wanted to hear us talk about us some more. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) um you brought with a pile of antlers yep um all related to the same deer yep um we can start this story wherever we want but first i think we should talk about maybe you a little bit and um maybe where you're from you don't get a i don't know if if where you're from gives away where you hunt you don't gotta say that but you're from illinois We'll, we'll go with that general area from Illinois County, Illinois, <laughs> and uh, just outside of Chicago, right? <laughs> yeah, right on the suburbs. Attaboy. Yep. <laughs> That's where I shot this deer. Hey, you shot him yeah. in, the, in the suburbs yep. of it. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That's perfect. Right in uh, Love's Park or whatever, isn't that? Yeah. That sounds like a Chicago yep. suburb. What's area. that Millennial
3: Park? Is that one with that giant jelly bean?
0: Yeah, sure. I don't know. I don't See? know in Chicago, but yeah. I so. stay out of that town. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except Good when call. you're hunting deer. Yeah. Yep. Don't
2: All go right. there. Yeah. Don't go there till October 1st. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
3: so you're from Illinois. That's a plus. Um, You look like you're from Illinois, so that's kind of cool too. <laughs> did you, did you grow up here your whole life? Yeah.
2: I'm well, originally from Anawan. That's where I went to high school and I live in just North Anaheim, like 10 miles. Okay. So,
0: yep. Just outside the Quad Cities for people not from our area. Yeah, yeah. so Mark has known you. Um, We're mutual friends, you know, and Mark's done a lot of your taxidermy work. And Mark has always told me about you and sent me pictures of the deer you shoot. And I'm like, holy crap, who is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) So we finally connected, and you're here in the studio. So I kind of just maybe give a little bit of background on some of your bow hunting experience and then we can kind of get into wherever you want to take this episode all right
2: so yeah i guess i started hunting when i was probably 12 years old uh shotgun hunting is how i started Mm -hmm. i think everybody kind of started out that way and then started bow hunting the next year and i was hooked so i've been doing it ever since
3: what uh i want to i want to get to know you as a person what kind of bow do you shoot uh hoyt okay
2: yep okay Hoyt that Spider. He's on the right he's, Oh, you shoot shooting yeah. a Hoyt Spider? <laughs> yep. And you've
3: know, been shooting that since it's new?
2: Yeah, I'm kind of a big Bill Winkie fan, so ever since... Yeah. I've been watching his shows since 08, since they started, and I've been Hoyt ever since. So. Bill
0: Winkie is the man. Yeah,
2: I've probably watched every single episode since it started. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever met him? Uh, one time, I met him at the
0: Iowa Deer Classic. Uh, that's, that's where yep. we met him. He's I, a lot taller in person. He <laughs> just, doesn't yeah, Doesn't he just, like... Reek intelligence. Yeah. Like you talk to him and you're like, he's just, he's an idol. Like he just yep. carries like this aura yep. of whitetail knowledge. I don't think he listens to this show. <laughs> I would guess. Maybe.
2: I just like him because he seems like a real down to earth guy, mm-hmm. real humble guy. Right. You know,
0: for sure. For yeah. sure. So how many deer, I mean, I don't really know where to even go with it because I'm kind of mind cramped from these monster sheds in here. Like I, <laughs> yeah. I automatically just want to go to this story, but um so you've been, you started out gun hunting and then, you know, obviously that transfers into bow hunting. Yep. Um, how, well, how old are you when you started bow hunting? And I guess I, I would ask how old you are now, but that's kind of rude, but just take us, give us a little bit of that.
2: You know? Yeah. I started, I think the first year I got gun tags was Oh two shot my first deer in Oh three with a gun. And then I started bow hunting that
0: year. 03.
2: And I think the first one with my bow would have been like 2005.
3: So you're
0: about the same exact yeah. timeline as me yep. you just do a lot better.
3: <laughs> <laughs> what um what started getting you to um you know keep hunting and pick up a bow was it you could just hunt more or did you just really enjoy it?
2: I just enjoyed it. I mean, I'll never for- the first deer that I ever shot with my bow was just a little button buck and it took me 3 years to get one and once I got one with a bow it was just I just absorbed as much knowledge. I read books and magazines and right and then now it's now books? it's now it's social media you know. So and yeah. just everything. It's, yeah, it's constant easy. information. Yep. yep we, we, we'd sure. like
3: to borrow those books if you still have them. So <laughs> we learn to shoot deer like this. too.
0: Where was the turning point where you felt that you went from being a kid that shot deer to being a kid or a guy that killed big deer on a consistent basis or where was like that main turning point in your hunting career where you're like it clicked where you started to figure things out a little bit
2: i mean really when i started watching midwest whitetail Mm -hmm. and started educating myself more that's when i really started filling myself with knowledge about deer management and letting deer walk and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and then probably a couple years after that that's when i really got serious about it like around 2009 2010 i think sure Mm -hmm.
0: Do you feel that people overcomplicate deer hunting a little bit?
2: Probably, yeah. yeah. I think people think too much sometimes.
0: Yeah. Because I've read uh, Bill Winkie's book, uh, the, the the Creeks and Ditches, all about entry and exit. And uh, he, he basically, it almost brings you back to like, okay, if it looks <clears throat> like a football play, your entry and exit or your game plan to kill a deer, it's too much. Yeah. You know, maybe it's doesn't need to be that complicated. You got to think about a lot of wind direction. And
2: yeah, well, I was just going to say, I think that's probably one of the number one things that's made me successful is figuring out how to get in and out of my stands without bumping deer.
0: What are some like things that you picked up or things that you do that maybe a listener might pick up on or learn something from?
2: Um, getting permission from neighboring landowners to access your property. If it's larger piece, you know, that's a big thing, Mm -hmm. not going through thicker areas of the property
3: you hunt right um, i think we literally just i think that was the big secret that a lot of guys don't ever tell is like get permission like hey uh land can i just walk here so i don't bump deer out of yep.
2: here
0: yeah that uh, was... i've
2: got permission from three different landowners around the property that i hunt to be able to get the stands that i have and if i couldn't do that i i could hunt them but i'd be bumping deer It'd be how, how do
3: you, huh. can i get a
2: little secret how do you how do you take care of those landowners you just ask you don't do anything or just just you know, be courteous. Most of them are farmers. You know, I grew up on a farm, so I know farm talk. I know how to talk sweet talk them. I guess mm-hmm. so, sweet talk, sweet corn, most sweet of corn them, talk. Yeah, you know, when I first try to get permission, I usually just bow. You know, I just mm-hmm. say, "Hey, I'm bow hunting." Right. And when you when you talk to them about bow hunting, getting permission, it's completely different than shotgun. You know, they yeah. kind of calm down a little bit. Uh huh. Yeah. So well, it's not
1: dangerous. That you was know? that was one of the cool things I was going to bring up because when I went out with Dustin a couple times on hunt a spot this year, late season, and the there's a irrigation ditch that goes down towards the river. And I found out that he goes around on the other guy's property and actually takes a canoe Mm. and goes across this irrigation ditch in a canoe. And I thought, boy, that's pretty smart. You know, a great way to get in. I try try to walk creeks and enter from the, you know, in and out the best ways. But Mm. I thought, boy, that's a pretty great idea. Well,
0: that is too. I mean, there was a property I used to hunt growing up, um, more central illinois and there was a lake there and part of it was you know prime time area but well to get to it one of the guys would take a john boat in there yeah. in the morning and the dark and slip in he killed 170 inch a couple of years ago in there and it's just entry and exit is important and yep. it's something that you know i knew that in my head but i never really like broke it down like after reading that book, it kind of changed it. Like, mm. okay, like it's too complicated here. Where am I going in? Where am I going out? Where are the deer? Yeah, and or where are the deer coming from or going? I guess is kind of what you need. To yeah, think you about guys, too.
3: you guys are putting too much into it, man. I'm trying to just pour parking pads right where Steve, <laughs> under. This is where right Steve under. Dumb Trees. things down, everyone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, we get we got to reel in everybody. <laughs> so, entry and exit. Would you say that's number one? Yeah, that's definitely mm-hmm. the number number one thing that's made me more successful. So let's break it down then. If, number 2, if you had to name one thing for that has changed the way it changed your success. Uh
2: having a good pair of binoculars. Really? I've, yeah. The property that I hunt, just kind of give a description about it. It's a pretty large piece of property but it's flat, completely mm-hmm. flat from one end to the other and it's all WRP land. So okay. it's all just grown up, you know, thick patches of willows here and cottonwoods and then there's uh native grasses in between mm-hmm. and so it's you know you can see a long ways, right? So you can really see deer, and I've I've seen more deer with binoculars than I'll ever see with the naked eye. Mm-hmm. So you said WRP. Is there any difference between that and CRP? Yeah, CRP would be Conservation Reserve mm-hmm. Program, and WRP is Wetlands. Reserve. Oh, okay, okay. Yep. Yep.
3: All right. I I just I've never really heard anybody. Talk about I've always heard people like, yeah, it's kind of like a swampy area.
0: Yep. yep. People okay. might call me um, an idiot for this. I always thought CRP was crop reduction program, <laughs> like just to let stuff grow so oh, like wildlife is. could do its yeah. thing. It is in a sense. Yeah.
3: it's That non-native corn. Thank you for not making me feel like a complete <laughs> yeah. idiot. <Just> um, <laughs> you know, I got I got lucky. There's this piece of property that I picked up that usually where the deer are, there's a, a big field. Like, it, it's weird. You have to walk through a field, so... You know, my need for not for not needing binoculars is kind of nice. and you know, if I'm walking out there, and there's deer in the field. Well, I can just walk right on back. You know, I'm not gonna <laughs> not gonna bump them out of there. But I mean, that's a that's a big piece is you know being able to kind of. It's see. so
0: funny right now, like for the listeners, if you could see sit in my seat and look to the left and see Dustin just full blown knowledge, big butt killer, uh-huh, yeah, and then look right across the table over the salt rock past the monster sheds right at Steve that's and uh, just Empty. I mean, it's just, he's there. He sure is. I established
3: the Mike Tyson dominance over Dustin. When I looked him in the eyes, he looked down. I knew I won the fight. No, he's going, How the hell do I get out of here? He's like, All right, yeah, guys, I know I want to talk about chasing this deer for. seven years or something like that but that yeah we'll wrap it up maybe next time
0: let's transition <laughs> to this buck now um yeah Wait. i want to know the story so much i <sighs> mean you're welcome back anytime for another podcast we can discuss anything else you want to talk about yeah, it, might we, have to, we, it
2: might have to be two parts we could yeah. do that yeah. we could <laughs> we'll hey. see how long it goes i guess yeah. yeah
0: you can do your thing so i don't know where do you, you want to start with this deer um if we should talk about the buck of how he is physically, what the deer is, and then tell the story, or what we should do. I'll, I'll start I... the story. Let me start the story. All way. right. Yeah, let's All right. I'll make it quick.
1: Uh, I actually have a good buddy from high school that um, his cousin is a friend of Dustin's, and so he brought me a big deer one time. And then he started telling his friends out where Dustin lives, you know, that I did taxidermy. So Dustin came over, and a good friend of his, Josh Wolf, came over and brought me some things. And I started to see the deer that Dustin brought me, and I'm like, dude... What is going on here? How are you killing all these big deer? Mm -hmm. So we kind of, you know, we'd stand around the shop and talk for an hour and a half, you know, and just chat about deer. And so I kind of realized, you know, he's got a good spot. He knows what he's doing. He's figuring out how to get in and Mm -hmm. out and watching these deer from a distance and then moving in on them. So we started to kind of talk about, well, a lot of (laughs) different big bucks, but this one in particular... We talked about it for a number of years. He's like, I ask him every once in a while, you seen 8 Plus lately? You still got 8 Plus so showing eight up? So 8 Plus and, is the name I, of yeah, this deer. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. And I'll I'll get into it, how he got the name when so okay. we get there, I yes. guess. <laughs> yep. yeah, I think, so, Mark, I've known this deer longer than I've known you. You have, yeah. yeah.
1: That's what I found out. Yeah, that's kind of where <laughs> I was going. We'd talk about it, and he said, oh, I got so much history with this deer. So basically, I guess, start with that, history. Where, where'd you first start running into this deer
2: yeah i guess i'll just start at the beginning so the first year i would have known about him would have been 2010 and i was i was just seeing him a couple of different times i was seeing this really nice eight pointer He was probably like 130 inches now i didn't even know at that time when i was seeing him if i was going to even shoot him or not like right six years ago
3: that's nuts to yeah. think about that point I knew six years seven. ago well oh, now yeah it would be.
2: i knew at the time well when i first started seeing him i knew he was at least three and a half Mm-hmm. He might've been four. I wasn't a hundred percent sure. I told myself that year, I was like, if I get a good, you know, like 20 yard, nice chip shot with my bow, I'll take a shot at it. Right. And the the first encounter I would have had with him that year, close encounter counter was like November 7th or something. Mm-hmm. I had him come in, fall on a doe and he came to like 20 yards and I, I drew back and my bow, my top limb was hitting my bow hanger. Uh-huh. And I, I couldn't shoot, so I had to let back down. And he went behind, followed the doe behind my stand, went into a thick patch of brush, and bedded down like fifty yards away with his bow oh. for like an hour and a half. That bow hanger saved a great story. Yes. <laughs> it really did. that bow hanger
3: was the worst thing that could have ever happened to you for six more years. Yep.
2: So yeah, he was bedded down that doe and then they ended up getting off getting up and they just went the opposite way mm-hmm. away from me yeah and then the second time i had a chance at him was like two days later i i ended up rattling him in to about 40 yards and i did back then i just didn't feel comfortable shooting that far so i ended up letting him go and then that was basically the end of the 2010 mm-hmm. as far as chasing him
0: mm-hmm. so you know. 2010 chasing <laughs> a deer and it's 2000 you killed this deer in 2016 which is insane so that's 2010 in the books did i mean did you kind of forget about this deer or is he a deer that stuck in your head type of thing at this point
2: that year i wouldn't say he was a deer yeah that really definitely wasn't the biggest deer on the farm that year but then 2011 come around and i started getting pictures of him in like early october i think and you want to hand me that shed
0: mark This is the last shed down at the end of the studio table in a line of sheds. I'll have you guys. I don't
2: have any sheds from 2010. Never did find any that year. But this was the next year, 2011. And I got the first picture, like I said, early October. And I was like, oh, I was like, that's that eight pointer Uh Mm -hmm. from the year before. it's It's the same deer. And then I got another picture of him like two weeks later. And I had a really good view of his right side when I got the picture. And you could see this little. Kick, kicker there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kicker off his yeah, G2. It probably wouldn't even count, but I, I looked at it and I said, oh, I was like, it's that eight pointer. And I was like, plus, he's got one point. Mm-hmm. Eight plus. So that's oh, I got yeah. Never, nice. never would have thought he was going to live to be eight plus years old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. so
0: yeah, interesting. And,
1: and here in what's this two two thousand eleven? This shed. Yep. He's probably already what Kurt one I, I, close to one fifty. Maybe I would
0: say if you match the other side, I'd say one forty eight.
2: Yeah. yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say one forty because this yeah. one was one fifty five.
1: As a as a four year, year, year old, as year. far yeah. as you knew,
0: I yeah I would say that with the spread. I mean, we on our Snapchat, I killed a hundred. Even 100. You think he added like 148 as a clean eight pointer, like almost no deduction. And we put my 150 inch eight next to Dustin's buck, and it just looks <laughs> yeah. unreal. Yeah. It's, uh, it, you had to get on there and look. We'll, yeah. we'll post some pictures on our social media and stuff after yeah. the episode goes up, but it, it's insane. It's got major, major mass. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It, yeah. It's crazy. Um, what we'll, we'll, we'll probably do it after the podcast, Dustin, if you're cool, I'll probably do like a little video just with my phone of you maybe to, showing the sheds off. Then we can post it up so the listeners can see after the episode goes up. So that's 2011 is that shed. That's (laughs) where he gets his name eight plus.
2: So yeah, that year got his name eight plus and I started seeing him quite a bit. I'm trying to remember everything here. Um, The first time I laid eyes on him, I remember it was October like 30th or 31st right around Halloween. Mm -hmm. And I saw him way, way off in the distance and he was actually pretty close to another stand that i had mm-hmm. and when i last lost sight of him he was probably 200 yards away from that stand and the wind was going to set up good that night to go sit in that stand so i was like well that's the one i'm going to go sit in and i i rattled like 45 minutes for the end of legal time and sure enough here you come and he came right to me, and the, the stand is sitting on a, on a ditch with some trees on it. Mm-hmm. And then he, he's straight south of me. I assume he was bedded down when he heard me. And he's coming, coming right at me, comes right to the opposite side of the ditch from me, mm-hmm. 30 yards away. And he makes a scrape underneath this hedge tree. And I couldn't shoot until he got b- out from behind the tree. And he was getting ready to walk out from behind it, and I drew back and he just wouldn't take that extra step. Right, Mm -hmm. which is a common thing. (laughs) Yep, he turned around, he just started walking straight away from me, and I let back down, and he got like 100 yards away, and I tried grunting at him, you know, a desperate attempt. Yeah. Gave you the old middle finger, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) he he just looked back like this, and... I think when he came in, he just didn't see the deer that was making the noise. Right. Made that scrape to mark his territory, turned around and went the other way, and the grunt just wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> he was like, I'll be back. Yep. <laughs> it's like, later, dude, not worried about it.
0: So that was 2012? 11. <laughs> 11. Okay. Okay.
2: Yep. And then I had, so that was October 30th, 31st. Then I had another encounter with him. It was like first week in November, like a week later. I had actually, it was a morning hunt, and I saw him out in the middle the wrp watched him bed down and i could see his rack up above the weeds and i actually <laughs> tried to stalk him and i got to within like 30 yards and long story i got busted and mm-hmm. gone
0: so are 30 you- yards is good though yeah yeah <laughs> yep.
3: are you constantly getting getting pics of him on on trail cams or is it just kind of i the- really
2: never had like hundreds and hundreds of pictures of him. It was always just one or two a year is about all. Okay. So you knew he would still be alive. Think
0: about that to our listeners. That's actually a really comforting thing because it shows people think, I feel like they fall back on their trail cams as the final word. That's Mm -hmm. not the case. It's the final word of what's in front of that tree at the angle you had Mm -hmm. your camera at. Well, Mm -hmm. and
2: another thing too, I think is when you start getting a history with a deer like this and he shows up every year, if he was there the year before Mm -hmm. on your farm in the fall, there's a pretty good chance he's going to be there the next year. Right, right.
0: I think people lose sight of some of that and and re- maybe rely too much on trail cameras for that. Because I get I get that way. We're all guilty of it. I'll get one or two pictures of a big buck. I'm like, oh, he just strolled through once. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But maybe not. He yeah. could be living there for ten years. Yeah. I always
2: tell myself, you know, if I'm not getting a lot of good pictures, like it only takes one deer one time. Yeah, yeah. Bam. for You're sure. In the game definitely.
0: So we that this is still within 2011. Uh, yep. No, 2012.
2: 2011. Oh, 2011. We're in. Okay, yeah. Yep. And that was see that year. That was it. That was the two. I had. I saw him a couple other times that year, but nothing
0: close. So
2: 2012 would be that <laughs> one with
0: the drop.
3: Okay. Yeah. Here he is. This is
0: Mark picking up a giant shed around yeah. the lava lamp with the uh, <laughs> rope on it. Hey, you want to hand me a soda, Steve? Anyone else need a soda here in the studio? Dustin, you need a new um, soda? Steve just gave me one. All right, I mean, good. Mark, you want a soda?
1: Still hammering my Pepsi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, yeah, this would be 2012. And I I got the first picture I think I got of him was right around October 30th on a scrape. And he had that little drop tie. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, There's
0: right. about a, what is it, two, three-inch yeah. curved drop tie off the, it's, a, it's the left shed of this buck. Yep. yep. And you can just see the genetic, it just it's undeniable and yeah. that's the question we talked about before the podcast i was talking at work today oh yeah there's we got you know i was telling someone about the episode we're doing he's been watching this deer every year and some goes like how do you know it's even the same deer like didn't believe me yeah I'm like well it's undeniable yeah
2: yeah one thing that was really noticeable about him when you looked at him to the binoculars from a distance this g2 has a real like back curve to it mm-hmm. yeah. that okay. was really noticeable yeah
0: Definitely. So this this other shed has, and isn't that a beautiful sound? The yeah, knocking of an yeah, animal on a studio table. Um, <laughs> I'm so, gonna rattle here in
1: a minute. Yeah, that's my new text uh, <laughs>
3: text tone. Whoever someone <laughs> snipped it.
0: Right. Yeah. So okay, big or good drop time. It's a drop yes. time.
2: Yep. Um, so yeah, this is 2012, and I I'm trying to remember the first close encounter I had with him that year. Well, I saw him. It was like Halloween. That fall of 2012 that last weekend of october we had a cold front come through on october twenty i'll Mm -hmm. never forget it because i shot a doe that morning and deer were running everywhere that week and ended up seeing them on october 31st halloween day just freaking chasing you know (laughs) doing the normal just running around like a deer with his head cut off and then on the north end of the farm that I hunt, there's a grain bin right along the road, mm-hmm. and it's a perfect spot to go up there in glass. Mm-hmm. Like all my neighbors know, you like, get on top of oh, it. Oh yeah, they're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, everybody sees me there all the time, and they make fun of me. But, what a good idea, though. Yeah, yep, yeah. 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 You can. It's a really big, tall bin, and then you know it's really flat ground out there, so you can see like a mile, really, in every direction. Yeah. yeah. There's another
0: tip in there. Utilize farm equipment for glassing yeah. uh, uh-huh. purposes. Yeah. Yep.
2: So I, I glassed him off that bin. It would have been like the first of November or somewhere around the first week in November and watched him bed down with a doe again. And <clears throat> that year when I glassed him, I couldn't see his rack above the weeds because the stuff he was in was too tall. And I kind of, I landmarked like I, I saw him in the binoculars. I watched him bed down. And as soon as I watched him bed down, I physically landmarked this tree mm-hmm. off in the distance. So I had like where I was on the bend, where he was at, and I had a tree in the distance, like right. three points to reference. So I got down. I just started walking, you know, straight towards that tree. And once I got to within like you know 100 yards, I could finally see like a tip of his tine sticking up above the grass. And long story short, there the the wind was. Let's see, here's him laying down like this. Imagine uh-huh. him right there, and I'm going like this. The so wind the coming wind,
0: in. We I got to we gotta try to explain it to the listeners. Yeah. See, that's, we're, video podcasts are coming, people. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, just go ahead and explain So
2: it. I'm coming straight at him, and the wind is, like, coming from my side and blowing off to his left like uh-huh. this. Okay. And I, and I couldn't really – I couldn't come at it a different direction, like, from his downwind because then I lose my point of reference. Right, but right. The and then I have no idea where he's at out in the middle of this, you know, right. four-foot-tall CRP grass. Yep. So – I got up there and I got. I think I got to within like thirty yards of him. while the doe was bedded to the left of him. Okay. And she ended up being more downwind, uh, and she caught my wind, got up, gone. And right when he got up, I drew back, but he was gone. He wasn't stopping. Man, yeah. it's yeah. always the chick's boyfriend that
3: ruins yeah. you know, yeah. the chick that ruins a good <laughs> yeah. time. You just yeah. want to hang out with him.
1: Yeah, this deer's actually got nine lives. I mean, pretty much once you get yeah. to the end of it. Isn't this the year that you shot the big wide ten too on your birthday? Uh, 2012, yeah, yeah. Yeah, The the one you did the corn mount Yeah,
2: yeah. What's your birthday? Uh, October 7th. Okay, perfect.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, oh man, two close call stocks within 30 ish yards. Yep. And back to back,
2: back to back years. And then,
1: I, I've never even done that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, but my property's different. His <laughs> property's unique. It yeah, is. You can see unique. a long way and you can get after them. So, yeah.
2: It's gotten, I've actually shot quite a few deer spotting and stalking, none with my bow, but a lot with my gun. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten a lot harder. <clears throat> because it's gotten so thick, yeah, like know, the, the CRP grass or the Indian grass that's there now is like freaking seven foot tall. Yeah. Uh, Native so, American grass, yeah. We're politically correct. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, we don't do that in, here in, on this podcast. I am sorry, uh,
3: Indigenous grass. <laughs> 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 All right, so thank you, Steve. Yeah, yeah thanks to, for that. I, yeah. back I to, have to be politically correct, so back to you, twenty twelve.
2: We're at yeah. So I had another encounter that year as well. It would have been, it was the late muzzleloader season. And it was completely kind of different part of the farm. And I was sitting in the morning. Wait, I'm trying to remember here. No, I had two more
0: encounters. This was was a long time ago for our listeners out there.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so 2012, it would have been second shotgun. I watched him bed down. I actually watched him breed a doe. Really? I watched him breed a doe and I watched him bed down and he was in a really good position to do a stalk that morning. Mm -hmm. And I was going to try to get my sister on him Mm -hmm. and she was at school that morning and I was waiting for her to get back from school to come and try to do a stalk on this deer while in the meantime, he ended up leaving. Right. So that was second shotgun. And then the following weekend, muzzleloader season, same tree stand i watched him come all the way across the same field and that year there was there was a double drop time running around the farm and he was with that buck (laughs) with them yep with him they were traveling together and they bedded down almost in the same general spot where Mm -hmm. he he had the weekend before him and the drop time buck were bedded like probably 100 yards apart Hmm. really yeah so I got down and tried to do a stalk and I got to within like 70 yards and I wanted to shoot the drop time one. Of course. course, Yeah. (laughs) And, but he was eight plus was the first buck that I saw and got to within 70 yards of him and I, I must've made some extra movement or something. he saw something, cued him off, took off running and I took a running shot at him and completely missed. (laughs) and then i ended up seeing Well, i I had assumed that i missed Uh, there was no blood no hair nothing you know i looked and looked and looked for a couple hours and didn't find nothing yeah and then a couple weeks later bow hunting i saw him come out of that same patch of weeds where he would bedded down out of a different stand and he was limping Mm. and i thought oh man did i hit him you know i I wasn't 100% sure Mm -hmm. but then I didn't see him again, then ended up neighbor found that shed, so I knew he lived, and now we're on to 2013. Crazy, man. <laughs> so how many
3: gray hairs
2: do you have at this point
3: <laughs> from this deer? Enough. Is yeah. this deer
0: at this point, like, heavy on your mind? Like, you had these encounters, this story already at this point. Yeah. It, are you... Thinking about this deer, all, or is it just kind of like a whatever type of thing? I no, just,
2: I, well, 2012, I think, was probably when I started thinking about it more because I had shot a decent one on the 7th, so I could only shoot one more buck. So <laughs> it's like right. it's 8-plus or nothing. Right. Yeah. So,
3: so that's the year you started drinking, then, I'm,
0: I'm guessing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking a guess here. So this deer's weighing on your mind pretty heavy at this point. You've had all this ex- encounters, and you probably you're starting to feel like you're closing in. Yeah. Well, I guess, but after three years, well, boy, do we have a fun more story for you? So what are we on? Twenty
2: yeah, thirteen. Another thing to note too, he was the biggest bodied deer I've ever had the chance to hunt. This year, when I when I shot him, when I came up to him, he was really rutted down. He probably field dressed 210, 200. Oh, really? But I I'm sure in his prime he would have field dressed two forty, two fifty. Really? Yeah, yeah, he
0: had to be two eighty on the hoof. So, how old is he? We just got done with the twenty twelve story, right? Okay. So how old was he in twenty twelve, do you think, at this point?
2: Well, if my estimates were right, and if if he would have been four and a half in twenty ten, so that would have made him six and a half in twelve. Yeah. <laughs> he was either
0: five or six, one of
2: the two. Wow.
0: Yep. Which is a hundred percent fully mature. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So we're coming into twenty thirteen. You're thinking probably this is the year. <laughs>
2: Every year I thought eight was the points. year.
3: Well, this is, this is like, you're like, if it gets gotten too close, you're about to lay, lay the smack down on eight points candy ass. What happened in 2013? <laughs> eight so, what I say?
0: Eight points.
3: Oh, eight eight plus. Yeah, that's what I meant.
2: So, yeah, and in, in 2013 is when he got a little bit more funk. Mm-hmm. He had this little split there off his G3, he had this little kicker off that two. Yeah. And if I remember right, his left side had the same kind of similar kicker, kicker off the G two, kind of had this little flat. This know, buck is thing.
0: very is there, and he's very like curvy in his beams, and very flowy with his tines. It's a, a very unique deer. I've never it seen is. a deer that compares yeah. to it, honestly. Yeah, yeah and
2: you yeah. really had these tip up main beams yep. on the
3: end, like yeah. a bobsled type beam. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. when he was laying. You know, when they when they were soft, he was, oh, <laughs> I almost watched Dustin punch you just yeah. now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> His G2 always has some really cool character to it. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. always bladed and got points off it and almost flat on the sides. Yeah. It's really cool. G2s. Crazy. So
3: 2013, yeah. I want to so, know about this. Yeah, what,
1: 2013 was a really
2: weird year. I think the first pictures I had of them were like mid-October on a scrape. And I think I saw him from a distance, like, during 1st see. Yeah, first shotgun season, like, opening morning, I saw him from a distance. And then, like, the second day of first shotgun, I got into my stand at, like, it was, like, noon or one in the afternoon or something. And as soon as I get up in there and I get all settled in, I look behind me, and there's 8-plus chasing this doe, mm-hmm. like, 300 yards away middle of the day right out in the wide open CRP chases her into this thick little patch of willows probably not even a half of an acre patch of willows Mm -hmm. and right as soon as he ran into there I just kept my binoculars like right on it just you know trying to see if he came out figure out which direction he goes well he never did come out of there so I got this wise idea that I'm gonna I got hold of two of my buddies I said hey let's try to push this little patch Mm -hmm. you know I, I was like I think it can work so I got down and I got over there and I got set up like a hundred yards from this willow patch. And then my two buddies came over and they basically, they kind of came at the willow patch from either side coming towards me. Right. And Josh, he was the first one that actually came up on, on the patch of willows and the doe, the doe got up first. Mm-hmm. He got within like 40 yards of him. The doe got up first and then 8-plus stood up, and he's standing 40 yards away, broadside, and he raised his gun to shoot at him while my other buddy was straight across from him. And he—he's he, Josh said all he seen in the crosshairs was orange. <laughs> oh. So he couldn't yeah. shoot. So 8-plus then begins to start running, and he starts taking a running shot at him. And then he runs towards my other buddy, and he takes a couple Running shots at him, and I can, <laughs> I can see eight plus off in the distance. I can see his rack bouncing up and down through the weeds. Yep, and he just keeps on around. I'm like, up, oh, they missed. You know, I can just, <laughs> I just knew they missed.
0: <laughs> this and, deer's just been shot at at this yeah, point. Oh yeah, yeah. yep. He's and, as educated as he. Well, maybe not. I don't know the rest of the story. Yeah. He's. Super educated, or maybe, maybe not.
2: Well, and you know how it is shooting at a running deer. It's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard. Eight plus lives. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So he takes off running basically east, and I live uh, just down, I only live like a mile and a half from the property where I hunt, Mm -hmm. and you got to go around this big curve in the road, and then you go like another half to three quarters of a mile, and there's my house. Well, where I live, it's my grandma's farm. And a couple of my cousins, they hunt that farm. Mm -hmm. And the same day that we were doing this push on eight plus, they were doing a deer drive on my grandma's farm just down the road. Mm -hmm. So we got done, you know, did that little push with eight plus, you know, it didn't work out, whatever. We're done hunting for the day. I'm just going to go home. So my buddies, they go out ahead of me. They're a little ways ahead of me. They get to my house and I'm behind them a little ways. And I come around this, this big curve in the road going towards my house and i can see my my grandma's timber in the distance where my cousins are doing this deer drive right me, and i see a buck coming or a deer coming out of the timber coming at me and i'm like oh wow i was like holy cow that's a big buck coming at me coming at me. i'm like holy crap i was like it's a plus <laughs> <He, when> we <laughs> stumped on the accelerator <laughs> so what must have happened is we bumped him and he ended up running over to that timber and they were doing a deer drive at the same time, and they pushed him out. and he said, Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. Wrong way. <laughs> yeah, And he, get, he, he, gets, he gets, like, 40 yards off the road and sees me in the truck and just slams on the brakes and just stares at me. Oh, yeah, because he knew who you yeah. were. He's oh, like, this dude shot at me, did. like, five times. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm good. He ain't going to hit me. He actually, when he saw me, then he turned around and he starts going back. To where he came from? Are you like, oh no, don't! I'm like, don't. Yeah, I'm like yeah. no, turn around no, 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 <laughs> Go the other way. I'm trying to save your life, so I can kill you later. <laughs> so yeah, then I whatever happened, he went back there, but then he ended up coming back, obviously, because then we ended up finding the sheds two years later. So wow, that's yeah, a great that story. Was, it was nuts. Like when I seen him coming at me, I was, and he put the brakes on and just. Stood there and looked at me. I was like, this is not So this deer is just
0: <laughs> rotting you. Right oh, yeah. Now. Your brain's yeah. just hurting about this deer. So <laughs> this that's deer 2013. Is... Mm-hmm. 2014.
2: You're checking. Tra- you knew he was alive.
3: 2014,
0: 2014. Dustin picks up another shed off the studio table. I'll have you guys so know. That, yeah.
2: yeah, that 2013 year, those sheds we didn't find until the spring of 15. Okay. They had sure. sat there for a year. So okay. I didn't like I didn't find the sheds in the spring and then I knew he was alive. I didn't know he was alive till the next fall.
0: Gotcha, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Which has to be stressful. Yeah. A little bit.
3: <laughs> Alright, so so we're here at twenty fourteen.
2: Yeah, so in twenty fourteen, then I had a picture of him, gosh, it would have been late mid to late October. And he he was a seven pointer that year. The right side didn't have a G three on the right side. So basically you know kind of the same same rack as he had the year before mm-hmm. really similar and i had actually the field the previous year where i had seen him chase that doe and bed into that willow patch the middle of that field i, I planted about a two acre soybean food plot kind of for him
0: right And
2: my my, my spoiled he yeah. was. <laughs> my thoughts were okay i'm either gonna shoot him during the rut when he's falling a dough to come to the soybean plot to feed or i'm going to get him in the late season yeah Mm -hmm. and that november november of 2014 was a really cold november for that year Mm -hmm. we had some snow in november and i was hunting would have been november 17th and it was like a high like in the teens that day and deer just started pouring into my food pot there right at the end of legal time and I couldn't, I couldn't get out. Yeah, did you yell at him? That's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for you. That's for your that's big right. brother. Yeah. <laughs> and so I called my cousin. I said, "Hey, you know, drive your truck up here, bump these deer off the field, and come get me." That's good that
0: you talked which about that. We need to mention that too because mm-hmm. we talk about that a lot. We talk about fake howling deer off Ross, our our buddy. Which you need, we need to hook you up with Ross. You got that
3: from Bill Winky, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. We like, talked about that too. Uh-huh. Uh, Ross had a uh, coyote howler with him. Yep. And uh he killed a good deer this year. But
2: Every was... year I say I'm going to carry a cow howler in my vest,
0: and then I always forget. Yeah. Oh, we t- yeah.
1: We talked about it the time we went. You're like, I might yeah. have to howl to yep. get these yep. deer out of here. Our
0: buddy Dana, he sent me a Snapchat one time of his son coming up and fake howling. From the road oh, to yeah. spook the deer. Off oh, the field. yep. Yeah, that's when he makes his exit. Or chainsaws or whatever. I was just
2: gonna Maybe. say, Winkies had people use chainsaws, off leaf blowers and
0: shit. Yeah. Just any. <laughs> I
2: mean, really, anything that's gonna bump the deer other than human intrusion.
3: Right. Yeah, so it
0: will work. Yeah. Really,
3: leaf blowers and shit. <laughs> Kurt's right. hunting strategy. Hey guys, how, how, how are we gonna? You know, we need to Leap get Leap blowers, chainsaw. How do you leaf blowers backers. and shit? <laughs> what Two whatever? cycle. Don't the four cycle. They know something's up. Two cycle, you're good. Yep. <laughs> That's right. Okay,
2: okay. So my my cousin pulls up to the to the ground blind. And his headlights flashed out across the field, and wouldn't you know? There's eight plus stand out in the middle of the field. No, yeah, <laughs> and, and, I, I got, and I got we got a good look at him. He just stood there for like thirty seconds before he oh.
3: took
0: off. Yeah, so that's the shed you're holding right now. This yep. deer is, I mean, for the our listeners right now, this the main beam on this buck. You guys don't is understand nuts.
3: when he walked in with this deer. I you you know. You can go to the Iwood classic and you, you can go, go, see, go to our Snapchat. It's a hundred
0: fifty yeah. inch eight pointer next to this deer. You will not even believe it. You yeah. won't believe it. Yeah. You'll okay. think it looks, makes my 150-inch eight look like
1: a 125-inch eight.
3: Me he walked in. I was like, dude, that, there was no way that is real. Because I've seen the pictures of it. But when you see in real life, yeah. you're like, yeah. good yeah. Lord, and, man. And,
1: and we've seen a lot of big deer. It takes yeah. something yeah. to excite us. And yeah. when, I, when he brought this thing over. I'm a
0: measure for Pope and Young. I've, <laughs> I've measured 220-inch yeah. deer. I, I've played with some big animals, right. man. And I got to say, this buck is very unique. Yeah. And it's, overall, so... Yeah. This is probably why this deer's is driving you nuts, too, at this point. So you see
3: him in the field, and this is like, you know, early. Do you see him again at all this year?
0: Yeah, so that would have been
2: November 17th. And then I'm pretty sure I saw him that year during first shotgun season. Nothing close. And then, trying to remember here, second shotgun season. So it was the night before, it would have been a Wednesday night because second shotgun season always starts on a Thursday. Yep. Mm -hmm. And my Mm -hmm. roommate, he was coming home from work that night and he gets home. He's like, I just saw a plus. He goes, he just ran across the road in front of me, just down the road from my house. Mm -hmm. So I'm like trying to formulate a game plan on what I'm going to do, you know, on opening morning, a second shotgun. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to this such and such stand based (laughs) on where he saw him, the direction the wind's blowing. Well, I get into that stand in the morning and I ended up seeing him probably like an hour into the morning and he came from the exact opposite direction, I thought he was going to come. <laughs> and he was right downwind. And I don't know what I was doing, if I was fiddling around on my phone or looking the other way, but I, I look up and I look downwind and there he is like 90 yards away and he's already got me pegged. He's, yeah. already, he's already smelled me at that point. Oh, yeah. Right. And it's like two seconds later, whoop,
1: but it's really right. with the smell, so I don't yeah. know why he booked. Yeah, yep. that's that Dustin dude. I know that guy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, you
3: know, usually when you see him, like, you start feeling a little warm. That's Satan's
0: <laughs> breath breathing on your neck. <laughs> he's Come on. He's just tempting you. Do you wonder, today. though, like, I wonder if this deer had some sort of, like, scent with like, paired with uh, you. I, they're not that smart. <laughs> you don't think so? No, you're, I do. you're overthinking
3: it. They know a coyote <laughs> smell, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They got to know... They, but they, they smell into it. They can tell when it does an after They have to be able to smell. Well, they're wired individual. to smell
0: that, man.
1: They <laughs>
3: have to be able to... Smell individual. Just how you're going to smell a he cheeseburger d- before he, I will. They do, different, yeah. they do
1: differentiate from one deer to another, but oh, I don't yeah. think they differentiate human, from, yeah. from Dustin to Josh. Uh, or, they have to. No. Yeah. Right. 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 That <laughs> they, is a, it's a fact. It's just they have a stinky to. human. They know human <laughs> equals danger. Yeah. No, certain
3: humans equal danger. That's why he keeps seeing them.
1: Yeah. This, one, <laughs> this one might know by now, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. been a few of years. Yeah. Yeah. So,
3: okay. Well, All right. So, back to you. So he smells you. He smells
2: it he knows it's you so yeah he he takes off running you know it's over or whatever and then the following weekend would have been muzzleloader season and on the south end of the farm i hunt there's like it's probably 20 acres that used to be tillable land that's we planted trees back there when it got put (laughs) in the wrp and it's just grown up into the thickest now i mean you can't even walk through it mm-hmm. it's that thick and i, I kept telling my buddies uh, i've got a stand right on the edge of that and it's a th- it's a bedding area and i i've told them almost every year i was like if i get him, i was like or if one of us gets him, i'm like i think it's going to be out of that stand yeah I'm like that's going to be the stand and i put my buddy in that stand during muzzle that muzzleloader season that year 2014 probably i don't know if it was friday or saturday i can't remember what day but Anyways, he was in that stand during an evening hunt and eight plus came out of that bedding area towards him and I'm sitting in a different stand. Of course, you know, we're texting or whatever back and forth and he's like, he's coming, you know, mm-hmm. and there was a, a path like the, the stand sits on a ditch on a wooded ditch and then South of it is this 20 acre thick, nasty stuff. And right along the edge of the ditch, I had a mowed a, a mode path and Josh said he was coming right down the path. Right towards him and it was like he had You know this sixth sense or whatever And he knew that he was sitting in that stand And he like made a loop Around it and like went around The stand and then Went about on his way Really? Yeah <laughs> yeah, it was. And he was just, he said he could have shot him. He was in range, but he said it was so thick, he just couldn't. Well,
3: he wasn't going to walk
2: down the trail because he knew he didn't smell you. Yeah.
3: No. I mean, he could have walked <laughs> right mean, five feet under your
0: stand. So it <laughs> might not be that smart, but they got that feeling, maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's weird. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's maybe crazy. he knew
1: that stand was there and decided to circle through all the thick stuff and go down. You know, the I was uh, checking uh, that be. stand, you, just, do you like, think? just like checking a scrape.
3: I read yeah. an article, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's completely related, but they were thinking that, you know, you ever have that feeling that you're being watched? It's, like, because they think that, like, humans, you know, could still all be connected. They're like, we can, f- like, feeling when you're being watched, like, you're not wrong. And mm-hmm. so, like, if you feel
0: like you're being... I'm, it, not gonna I'm not going to completely disagree. It's, it's
3: different with, like, the NSA now, because they're always in your phones and stuff. And we're so
0: connected. <laughs> but, like, back in the day when you felt like you were being watched, yeah. I don't uh, think
3: that...
2: Deer probably don't have.
3: That. Dustin, like, what's they your might. opinion?
0: Do you think that they get that vibe or of like, or do you think he sees that stand or see? Yeah, for
2: sure he saw him up in that stand. Maybe caught a little bit extra, you know, just a little bit of movement, and that was just enough to tip yeah. him off. Well, this is know? when
0: Angry Birds hey, first came out, so yeah, pra- no, that's I probably <laughs> the the real reason. That's yeah. probably the logical yeah, reason. Right. It was enough
2: to tip <laughs> him off that something was wrong, but it wasn't enough to completely spook him, spook him and bust right. him out of that area. Yeah, but let's sure. go
3: down the path of that deer just knew. Because <laughs> that's a more entertaining path. We don't want the real answers. Dude,
0: watching you and Dustin talk is hilarious, <laughs> like, Shut man. Shut up, so up dude. Funny. Yeah, he's like, look at him, dude. He's he's gonna start slamming it's beers. He's like, I'm gonna choke Steve out here in, in a minute. It's two it's, different it's, learning curves of like. <laughs> it's great. He's like, oh, okay. oh,
3: dude, I pray for the learning curve to help me pass. I hope someone else failed too, so I can get a better grade. <laughs> Dustin, back
0: to you. And I'm sorry that Steve yeah. is well, here.
2: Kind of getting into that sixth sense thing winky just posted an article about that did you read that
0: i get his emails
2: but i haven't I don't, I don't yeah know. so he he gave his reasonings behind why there's no sixth sense and he gave the two reasonings were deer have he, he compared it to a human being losing one of their senses mm. so like say you lose your sense of hearing or sight your other senses kind of become height- heightened right right so he said you know Dear senses, all their senses are heightened all the time.
3: Right. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Because they don't have souls. Gotcha. So they have <laughs> yes, everything else at point. <laughs> no, shut seriously. Because, hey, they don't have conscious, so they yes, have they, to rely on scent, di- uh-huh. sight, and hearing to live. We can be like, man, maybe I'll trust this person and maybe I'll live. They <laughs> don't have to worry about that. <laughs> They're just wired different.
0: Let's yeah. just, just shut up for minute. Right. I get right. it. So okay, let, yeah. let's so hear it.
3: Let, let's hear some facts.
0: goes all around right. Josh's stand. We took you on a tangent about six cents. Yep, and uh, here we are again. So yeah, when he
2: after the last when he saw him that night, the last direction he was going was north, and so we were, I had a food plot in the northerly direction. So I thought, well, wow, maybe he's gonna go feed there for the night. I was like, I'll go sit there in the morning. So I sat in that stand, and he ended up coming from the north, from my right, and he was following a doe, and I tried snort wheezing at him that that morning and he was with a doe so i mean he wasn't right he, yeah. he looked at me but he kept falling the doe and he went and bedded down out in the middle of the field and we ended up trying to do a like a tandem spot and stalk i came from one direction and my buddy came from the other and we tried to get where we thought he was in between us and we ended up kind of just sitting till dark on the ground both of us just thinking maybe because he was bedded down in some tall crp grass right right thinking well maybe we'll just get lucky and he'll come out and one of us will get a shot at him well he never came
0: out and we never saw him we don't know where he went (laughs) it's there's such a mystery man it it intrigues me so much that's why people i think are so fascinated with almost a decade-long hunt Mm -hmm. you know what i mean that's That's it's really rare.
2: This was late muzzleloader season, and he's with a doe. Yeah, you know,
0: and he goes into that
2: patch of CRP, and when we get in there and both get kind of set up on the ground on either side of it, well, like thirty minutes for the end of legal time, two smaller bucks came out of that chasing a doe. Mm -hmm. I thought, well, he's got, he's going to come eventually coming out of there, but then he never did. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of weird because you know we're seeing rutting activity and during muzzleloader season,
3: right? Yeah. So was that. Was that all for 2014?
0: Yep, I think so.
2: And then I ended up yeah. finding this shed on that soybean food plot on like February
0: 10th. The one planted specific, specifically, specifically. Whoa, yeah. for him, Yep, yeah. which is, a hey, it worked out, right? Yeah, so, it worked out in a sense.
3: But the whole time you've been shooting a couple deer here and there, is it, you know, it's not like you were You're, just... Going deerless, yeah. yeah. Good point. Good know. point. Yeah, you were yeah. still probably a doe here yeah. and there, in a yeah, you're still
1: pounding a hundred. Oh yeah, still hundred ninety inch deer. deer I or yeah. <laughs> like yeah, I think yeah. twenty
2: twelve. I didn't shoot a buck. Yeah, no, excuse me. Twenty twelve. I did. Nice twenty thirteen. I did not. Twenty fourteen, I did not either. So yeah, both those years I didn't. You didn't shot shoot.
1: that big nine.
2: That was in 15, 14? That. That mass, the other massive one, yeah, so that yeah. was in twenty. And then I ended. That up was in eleven. No, was yeah. it the one that you're going to use the cape off of yeah. for Wolfie Shed. Yeah, was not so That was in long. eleven. Yeah.
0: Okay, guys, I got to give you the dynamic of this relationship mm-hmm. right here. Mark and Dustin are talking. That's purely a big buck relationship, yeah, right no. here. No, uh-huh. two
1: years ago you shot a nice one, a nine, because you gave me the cape. I I came out to your house and brought it back to you. The skull, remember? Oh, the year that was
2: fifteen. Was it? That was okay. last year. Okay. So 13 yeah. and 14, okay, I, went, gotcha, no, gotcha. I went buckless in okay, them okay. two years. Yep.
1: Oh,
0: I feel so bad for you. I'm just, no, hold on. I'm, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm enjoying this yeah. talk. Yeah, I am like, like watching <laughs> Dustin and, and Mark talk, and it's pure big buck, was, whitetail conversation. I was
1: going to say, I know you didn't go along without killing a giant. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't happen much. No. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, everybody here,
1: I'm playing the world's smallest violin for you. Can you hear <laughs> what, it on the new mics? Years, let me ask you this. What <laughs> year did you shoot that humongous eight-pointer that you did a your for? I think the first time I told you how to do the euros with the bleach and stuff, the the massive one. <laughs> that I, yeah, yeah, that was twenty eleven, and, 2011. and he had the junk, the bases. On those yeah, his mate. Yep. God.
2: Yeah,
1: that was eleven. The deer was almost like this, guys. It was a beast. I'm not kidding. You have you got you got pictures. Yeah. Uh, I do on I, Facebook. Well, you don't got to pull I them up to, right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'll look.
2: I'll bring
0: them up later. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome yeah. back for many more podcasts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah about stories yeah. about. We can yeah. do it in the meantime yeah. of eight plus stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we yeah.
3: should. You know, we should do. We should like put to like two podcasts, like to hear the end of the story. Yeah. No, in yeah, the me-
0: in the meantime of the eight plus chronicles. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we're on a twenty fifteen. Twenty fifteen. Yep. So How that, do
3: you see your early season? You are like, this is the year. It's done. Yeah, that. be <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong in twenty f- whatever when the started, and like you are like, this is it. It's over.
2: Yep. So yeah, that'd be this one right here. Mm. And I never, I didn't have any pictures of him that year. I was having bad trouble with my cameras, batteries were dying. And yeah, I didn't have any pictures that year, but I saw him, Satan. saw him on, well, so that was 2015, which would have been last season. Mm-hmm. Remember, we had that big snow during first shotgun? Yep. We had yep. like nine oh, inches. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yep. That crushed yep. everybody's inches. Oh, that, that made so me weird. happy. It, it was,
0: made me so happy. It yeah, so happened like, like
3: yes. this year, too, uh, with the first shotgun season. It was not good weather. It was, it was like windy. If it crushed your year.
2: season, it's because you were not sitting because it was awesome hunting. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 It was
3: awesome. Like yeah. when
2: that snow Shh. came, like, holy cow. Yeah, hey, hey, it
0: was, it was, it yeah. Don't, don't let me take that. It was terrible hunting. So the the storm hits
2: I ended up shooting a a buck that's the nine pointer you're okay. thinking of on okay. Friday night of first
0: season mm-hmm.
2: so then it was game on for eight plus that's the only deer I'm going to shoot after that mm-hmm. and then the Saturday morning a shotgun first shotgun was when I saw him and mm-hmm. he was way way off in the distance and he was with a doe and I knew it was him right away even though I hadn't actually you know noticed his rack in the binoculars yet but just looking at him in the distance he was standing next to that doe and he made that doe look like a fawn really (laughs) yeah Yeah, i was like before i even put the binoculars up i'm like that's eight plus and then i put the binoculars
0: up i'm like yep that's him he's still alive wow that's awesome man (laughs) so this is when you were saying earlier in the podcast that you're guessing him to be probably in his prime body weight or this is this after
2: (sighs) gosh i mean i would say twenty. Twelve thirteen was really his prime body year when he About was six and a half ish. Yep, yeah. yep. Yep.
0: Yep. <laughs> Lord this is nuts. Okay, so, so you right, know so you him, him before even looking through the binos.
2: Yep, it was him. And he was in the general area of another tree stand, and my sister and I ended up sitting in that stand that night and we never did see him. I don't know where he ended, ended up being. I have no idea. We
0: didn't see him that night.
4: Mm hmm.
0: <laughs> this is just It's nuts man it is You nuts. this Is it driving you Completely crazy At this point
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't uh, even hunting It was driving me crazy Oh yeah <laughs> He's drinking
3: 30 pack a night <laughs> Even when it's not Hunting season
2: And really All those years From 20 After 2012 I never had him In bow range I never right. Never right. really thought I was even gonna get him With a bow at least I thought Oh it's just gun Like I'm gonna have to Get him with a gun Yeah Right, right. So,
0: so we're still in 2015. Yep. So,
2: and that's the first encounter. You got any more after yeah, that? that was first shotgun season. Yeah. So then later on, I didn't see him the rest of the weekend. And then 2 weeks later, second shotgun. I sit in the same stand that my sister and I sat in during first season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh I can from that stand I can see to myself and I can see this thick bedding area. Mm-hmm. So, my my theory was, okay, if I don't see him in the morning out of that stand, like, going into that bedding area or in that general general direction, I'm like, he's got to be back in there. Right. I'm like, that's got to be where he's at. So, I didn't see him opening morning a second shotgun. So, I go and sit in that stand. So, this is the same stand that Josh had seen him out of the previous year where yep. he's skirting, oh, yeah, around, yeah, yeah, skirting yeah. around him. So, I, I get into that, that stand, get all set up and everything. And I do do some filming and, but that year I wasn't really last year. I wasn't filming a whole lot, but I, I always brought my camera arm with me when I was gun hunting. Cause I'd set that up and use it as a rest.
0: Mm-hmm. Great, and, great idea. Yep. And I
2: got that all set up and he ended up coming. So that stand to kind of explain it a little better, what it's, it's on that on a ditch. And then to your South is a thick bedding area. Well, the ditch runs East and West and the, the stand is positioned where you're looking to the West. Mm-hmm. And you go down the ditch probably another 200 yards, and there's another ditch that kind of tees into that Oh, one. yeah, yeah. Okay. There, there's kind of a corner right there, and that ditch runs north-south. <laughs> well, that corner is just like a pinch point where deer travel in and out of that when they're right. going back to that bedding area and then coming over to the area to the
3: north. Mm-hmm. Do they it go in the ditch a lot? Like, are they, are they in there? Because we had a guy, Clark um, Cummings, talking about – you know, how they how they kind of work that. Travel, you notice, like, right down the middle
2: of it? Yeah. Do they tra- Do you notice them traveling right down the middle there for you? Or? The property that I hunt, they really don't just because it's got so many blowdowns yeah. in the ditches, you know, over the years that they can't really literally go right down the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So, Which is to, good. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you don't want them down in there. You want yeah. them out where uh-huh. they're visible.
2: Yep. So he ended up coming right out of that corner, out of that T, and... There, I had there's a path that I have mode that comes right to the stand and that's how I used to access it sure but now I access it from the neighboring property because I figured out that's a lot better way so I, I had come in down that path and I had ranged the the trail where the deer trail went across that that mode path mm-hmm. it was like 130 140 yards right So as soon as I seen him come out of that corner I had like you know 20 30 seconds where he's gonna hit that path. And I get my gun up, get it, get it on my camera arm, get it rested. And right when he, when he hits that path, I grunted at him to stop. He looked right at me, shot my muzzle loader, takes off running and he's running and he slows down to a walk. And then he goes into, into the ditch, the ditch that runs north, south. He goes into right. that and I just lose sight of him. And I, I thought I'd hit him. I wasn't like a hundred percent confident and it was an hour before the end of legal time so i had plenty of time to get down and Check go over the blood or yep, go over the spot cuz you know how it is looking for blood in the dark like it sucks if you yeah, can especially le- with the muzzle odor exa- oh, yep God. exactly if you can get to the point of impact and try to find blood before it gets dark that at least gives you a starting point yep, yep. so i went over there and no blood no hair and right after he, he took off running He has to go, there's a berm right there that when the property got put into wetlands, they built it to hold water. Mm -hmm. And he goes up and over that berm. Well, right after he got up and over it, it was standing water. Oh, really? Probably like, you know, three inches deep. So he ran through that for like another hundred yards. I'm like, oh, (laughs) not going to find any blood in there, you know? And then it got dark and I had, I got past the standing water and looked a little bit, but I was getting close to where I'd seen him go in that ditch and I didn't want to bump him. So I was like. I'm just going to back out and come back in the morning. So my dad went with me in the morning, and I brought my four-wheeler with. And first we started, you know, just ground-truthing it, walking. Couldn't find any blood, no hair, nothing again. So we just started body searching. I got the four-wheeler out and just started going up and down, back and forth on that ditch. And we looked for three hours and nothing. Not a darn darn thing. So you're just...
0: Are you just feeling so defeated at this point? <laughs> well, I mean, what, yeah, what's your I, mindset? So
2: I went after that. I went home and uh, I shot my my muzzleloader at 100 yards dead on. Go out to like 135, 140, and I'm shooting like five inches low compared to 100. <sighs> and I, I just felt like an idiot because I was like, Dustin, you should have done that before the season, you know, and known. So right. at least that gave me confidence that I knew I missed him. Right. And are
0: you aiming heart shot? Are you aiming lung? I, I
2: remember when I took that shot, I was probably aiming a little bit lower. Right. So, I mean, I probably just barely, barely went him. right underneath his brisket.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> You're thinking, I got him. I Here he see- is. Yeah. <laughs> I got a
2: gun. You're dead. I you even know? called Josh and I was like, hey, you know, told him what happened. He's like, you, He's like, you got him. You got him. Well, no.
0: Did you cry? To be honest. I no, I didn't cry. <laughs> I would have cried. It's just me. I would have cried like a little baby. Okay, so that's twenty fifteen. Yeah, not quite done yet. No, nope, keep yeah. on going, man. Yeah, keep so, on going. Yeah, was, Not quite done yet. Yeah. Like, hey, hold on, S- Kurt. again. And I guess that was
2: second shotgun. And the reason I had my muzzle loader is because I had shot that buck. The first season before uh-huh. and I, all I had left was an either sex muzzle loader tag mm-hmm. and you can use your either sex muzzle loader tag during second shotgun if you carry a muzzle loader right so that's why I have my muzzle loader in second shotgun
0: man it's <laughs> This is nuts. I've never actually personally heard the story yeah. firsthand like this. Yeah. So okay, we're still we're still within 2015.
2: So yeah, then then the next weekend is going to be late muzzleloader season, and and my buddy Josh, he's hunting with me,
0: and Josh needs to get in on a podcast. By the way, yeah, yeah. he does. Both yeah. you guys can come in. We'll do we'll do a big group podcast. So I
2: ended up I'm trying to remember how it went down. We did not hunt that stand. That I shot at him out of during the muzzleloader season in 15 because the wind was not right. I needed a west, northwest, and we kept... It was warm. Mm-hmm. had a whole bunch of... It was raining all weekend. We had, like, south winds, which weren't worth a darn. But I had Josh sitting in a stand that was actually really close to where he went into the ditch after I missed him. It was right. pretty close to that spot. and he So he could see that other stand. Well, he ended up seeing him come out of that bedding area, walk right by that stand... And he texts me, he's like, he just came out of that, st- came out of that bedding urn. He goes, he just went right by that stand. He's like, he's going this direction. He's like, I'm going to get down and try to make a move on him and get in front of him. Right. So he gets down and goes to where he thinks he's getting in front of him. And somehow between when he saw him out of the stand, by the time he got down and got over there, he must've got with a doe or two other does, I think it was, and that, That berm that I was talking about earlier runs runs the length of this timber that he was walking along, and Josh could see his rack up over the berm, like as he's coming at him. Right. And he's like, he's like seventy yards away. He's like, all he's got to do is just come up and over, and I got a shot at him. Well, a coyote comes from the opposite (laughs) way and spooks him, and gone. The greatest coyote who ever lived yeah.
3: for you, yeah, you right. Yeah. Because if that coyote <laughs> it
0: didn't pop
2: up, so I think that was like Friday of muzzleloader that year. So do we and
0: have a shed for
1: 2015? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, it's yeah this, right this okay, one right yeah. here. Well, let me. I just want to hold it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Can you just pass that over? The G2
1: here? is actually getting even more sexy. Yeah, it, it goes <laughs> yeah, like it
0: forward, is. then curves back, and has a kicker on the outside and the inside of this yeah. G2. Just so, and the G3 is very short compared to the G2, but. Yeah. Um,
1: And the G2 is almost like a triangular shape You, you know this it's, yeah. yeah It's not so round as much This uh, Points come off This cat Josh must
3: be a really good friend of yours If you're going to let him hunt yeah. Where you know yeah. this guy yeah. still lives Yeah he
1: had
2: Three chances at him over the years yeah. Three different times uh, that's, like that's, He shot at him more than
1: I did Yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah is. yeah
1: dustin's very nice person <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so was, he was, was that a wrap for I, 2015 then or
0: what's that was that a wrap for 2015
2: um i'm trying to remember i think so that was a friday a muzzleloader when he saw him and tried to make that sneak on him and then we got a ton of rain on saturday mm-hmm. and we hunted saturday we didn't see him and then sunday it rained a crap ton and I'm like, I'm not even going out. So yeah, I think yeah, that was it for 15.
0: The, these sheds are incredible. Yeah. <laughs> they're just huge. They're unlike any other antler I've ever held. Yeah. They're they're mass and just nuts. For all you baseball fans out there, I'm thinking
3: this is a minus three, minus four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this is yeah. legal for high school. It's it's how how long it is versus how heavy it is yeah. that's how you get minus
0: 3 drop so we're yeah. in the 2016 <laughs> season Lord. now to i guess give a little history
2: on the sheds too all of them except this one right here 2014 2014 yeah. and then that one in 2012 so oh. the neighbor found the one in 2012 to the east of me but all of them were found in the same field it's it's a big field but i mean all in the same general sure area Mm -hmm. so home range yeah, that's right. Yeah.
3: So, I mean, do, do they always find, do you always find both sides or are these the only, one, only no, sides that you got? I,
2: yeah, I got them. My, my wife's cousin has the right side of this one. Okay. And then I a a buddy of mine from Alito, he's got the left side of that one. So we got two match sets. Yeah. So 2015 and 20,
3: uh, 13. 2013. 2013 are match sets. Okay. To so.
1: make more sense, though, of this, I mean, it seems like, you know, like if you have 150 acres and stuff like that or 200 acres, it might be harder to, get this much history with the deer but i will say it, it's like a thousand acre square yeah it's pretty right? piece of, yeah something like that yep, so i mean it's, the deer you know he's got plenty of places to roam and still be on this ground where dustin right. can maybe but you, but you find the of a, sheds but obviously they travel well. yeah you oh, think yeah. of a deer's range a
3: thousand acres really isn't that big no, it's, it's, nothing, it's
2: nothing to watch a deer on that property go watch him walk a mile yeah. In five minutes. Right. Because right, it's so yeah.
0: flat, you can yeah. watch them walk yeah. a mile, yeah. which yeah. is cool. Yeah. It is very cool. You probably learn a lot. Oh, and yeah. That's yeah. probably how this deer lived for so long, you know? The, you think the hunting ground it. I grew up on, to give a uh, complete opposite of what you hunt, it's three ravines and nothing but timber. I never had any yep. crop on it. So, I mean, all the bucks I've killed are straight hardwoods, timber bucks, you know? Yep. and The real deal is it's, yeah what's it?
2: That's all I've been hunting since I started, is just you know, little patches of timber, ditches, tree lines, you know, there's, there's a little bit of, you know, big timber around me, but not, not much. But aren't those the most fun places? Like, you know,
3: if you're sitting on 19 acres and you see a deer, you're like, yes.
4: (laughs) Well,
2: the thing
3: is, it's
0: such a different, um, learning curve and strategy. Mm -hmm. You know, mine was more tree stand dependent where you've done some spotting stocks. I've never been on a, well, kind of last year with my dad's buck, but, um, I've never, but we got new property. I lost yep. that hunting ground, so different, uh, different perspectives, and probably way different learning curve and and our experiences and growing up. Probably in the same years. It sounds like yeah. we started about the same time. Yep. yep. So definitely super interesting. That's yeah. it's it's What I great. thought about was cool
1: about when I saw the place too. I'm like, boy, this takes a whole new ball of tricks. You it's know, almost it's a like tick- a
0: yeah. Kansas type
1: of yeah. Hunt it it kind of
2: right. is, and I've kind of learned over the years, being such a large piece of property you know, in the fields are so big, you, the deer are out in the middle of them you just can't get to them. Right. And, yeah. Yeah. you know, trying to hang stands on some of the ditches that are like in the middle. I've learned over the years, you're just wasting your time because you got to walk through everything to get to them. Right. Yeah. right. And you just, you might be able to get in like on an evening <clears throat> hunt because the deer will just be bedded, you know, in this tall CRP and stuff and you can walk right by them. Right, thirty mm-hmm. yards away, especially when the wind's really blowing, they won't even know you're there. Mm. But it's another thing getting out of there, right? Yeah. You know. Definitely. So now I kind of hunt more of the edges mm-hmm. than anything. Fringe animals, man. Yeah. Yeah. Talk
0: about deer fringe animals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, 2016 comes around. 2016, you're thinking it's just never going to happen. It's just pretty, kind of yeah. a novelty pretty, now, pretty, it's, pretty much.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's what it is what it's like. John Cena's never turned and healed. It's just not going to happen. Yep. So,
2: so and, now 2016 this past fall i saw him the first time i saw him was out of the same stand i missed him out of the previous year and he was way he was like three quarters of a mile to the north of me and i just caught a little glimpse of his antlers with the binoculars and i was like pretty sure it was him but i wasn't like 100 percent sure mm-hmm. what i thought it was and i got some footage of him and i looked back at it and i was like yeah i was like that's got to be him yeah <laughs> then my yeah. my cousin hunted with me the next day and he ended up seeing him and he goes man i pretty sure i saw a plus had to be him he goes he just had a giant fork he goes it looked like just a giant fork sticking out of his head <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: and then oh so that was november 10th and i had like earlier late october so on the on the west side of the farm there's like 40 acres that's still tillable that Mm -hmm. my dad farms with another guy and i've got a stand over there and i was coming out of my stand like it was like october 25th or something like that and i'm walking through the middle of the cornfield while they spilled a whole bunch of corn (laughs) out in the middle of the field there's like a huge pile So I went and got my camera and put it on it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) It
3: ain't ain't baiting if it was an accident. (laughs) And
2: I ended up getting a picture of him. So November 10th, I saw him visibly, got a picture of him on like November 12th, I think it was. And then my cousin's like, he's like, hey, you need to put uh, one of your video trail cameras on that pile. He's like, you get some awesome video. So I went and switched it out, put the video one on him. And sure enough, I ended up getting video of him like the next day. Really? Yeah. And that's, well, then he was a big six pointer. So, yeah,
0: which is awesome.
3: I think yeah. it's almost even cooler. Yeah, I do too. I now, like do him. you um, do you change stand locations a whole lot, or um, you know, because it kind of sounds like you know, within a couple years, the same stands are up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I hunt based on the wind, basically. You know, well, the direction he, the wind's out of. I, is, I
1: think what he's asking is he can't. Or, yeah, move, no, do you? He can't move stands well, around a lot. I mean, he can. Yeah, because do. he doesn't have as many trees, so he's limited to where. Okay, he yeah, yeah that,
3: and that's kind of what I was curious about. So, yeah. like, a lot of stands that you'll put up, you won't move them too far because of how limited it is yeah i think
2: in the beginning when i was on that place i'd move around and try different stands a lot but i've kind of learned over the years which spots are the good ones sure and that you stick
0: to them because you know what's what works yep dial them in yeah
1: over time yep
2: okay
3: so you got him on video you know he's alive and you're like you know what it's go time yeah so yeah that would
2: have been november 10th i saw him way off in the distance and then November 12th or whatever is when I got the first picture of him. And then I saw him on the morning of November 12th. I think it was a Saturday. It was a Saturday. Yeah. Yep. And I was sitting in a ground blind kind of on the north end of the property. That was somewhat close to where I had the soybean plot a couple of years earlier. And I was, there was thick Indian grass on both sides of me indigenous grass Uh, indigenous grass (laughs) and it was really calm morning i ended up sitting all day that day and i could hear deer in that in that grass running around grunting chasing carrying on while he ended up coming out of there and probably 200 yards away from me and i caught just a quick little tiny glimpse of him for like 10 seconds it wasn't even enough time to get the camera on him to get some footage and then he went back in and then that was it that morning
0: <laughs> it's like when's it gonna happen? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. soon. <laughs> so are you just? He's
3: calling in the reinforcements. And I, 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 had I had shot a point.
2: nice buck on uh, November third. I think it was. So yeah. it was like you know again, it's eight plus or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Chips are all in. Although he's <laughs> just like he's
3: clipping like hundred and sixty inch deer while he's going after yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, I mean they're probably you know they're probably good sized deer, um, but yeah. I mean, obviously
1: your focus is for the past. <laughs> yeah every deer i think i've seen you kill is like not below i mean it, 140 easily and, and i'm all been in pushing a, 150 or more i've been in that same <laughs> position where like i
3: was chasing a girl for like seven okay, years we don't care about put that. me in the yeah. friend zone but He's been friend zoned all his life back to dust but i feel like 2016 was going to be your year the way it was shaping up I'm <laughs> waiting for him to swing over and yeah. smack you. He's got length. What is your draw length?
0: Shut I, up, actually, Steve. I want to my, hear the story. It's only
2: 20, 28 inches. I'm 6'1. <laughs> yeah. My really? arms, I don't know if my arms just aren't long, but it's 28. <laughs> I ain't kidding you. Huh.
0: Good yeah. Lord. Steve shoots crossbow bolts. Yeah. So yeah. Just, just like Mark. T Rex. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I don't shoot heavy pounded either. I mean, and I'm not a strong upper body guy, so I only shoot like 55 pounds. There's nothing wrong with that, man, at no. all.
0: Um Okay. Moving right along here with this this big boy. November 12th is over. Done. So, yeah,
2: November 12th is over. 10%. And then uh, first season came and went. Mm-hmm. I never did see him during first season, I don't think. And then second season shotgun. So I, I sat in the on the opening morning of second shotgun season. I sat in the same stand that I sat in on the previous year of second shotgun season. And I'm looking, I can look towards that thick bedding area to the south. And that, that ditch, so that ditch that I'm talking about where this T is, mm-hmm. the ditch that runs north and south, I can see that ditch really good from that stand. Yeah. And probably like an hour into the morning. And eight plus was the only buck I saw that morning. I think I might have seen a doe. But he was the only buck that I saw. And he came from the north, and he came right down the edge of that ditch all the way and I watched him go right past the stand that I sh- shot at him last year. And I filmed oh. him the whole time. And he goes right past that stand back into that bedding area. <laughs> <laughs> Were you
3: thinking, is there a way that you could get down and hop into that stand
2: without busting him, Or is it? Well, just... I knew he was going to go back in there in bed. So I'm like, yeah, it's where just I'm, over. Yep. That's okay. where I'm sitting tonight. I even texted my buddies. I was like, I'm. I was like. I know. I'm going to see him tonight. This might be the night that I get a shot at him. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, so you you have this pinned down solid. Yep. So you go to that stand.
2: So yeah that that stand. Like I said in the past, I, I had a an access route where I was having to go through some thick stuff. So then I had permission from the neighbor to act to come in from his side, and that's where I got the canoe right to get across this ditch so that's how i accessed at that time because i was like i'm not taking any risks here i know this is a bulletproof entry and exit mm-hmm. got in there and i i got my my camera everything all set up and whatnot and i you know i'm thinking back to that hunt in the pre, you know, previous year that he's gonna you know i'm thinking that he's gonna come from the same same way right you know i think he's gonna do the same thing so i i kind of positioned my my setup in the tree to shoot in that direction right and being that I was filming, I, I set up the camera arm in such a way that was kind of similar to the previous year, how I had it set up. Right. But I had the camera with me this time and I couldn't, you know, with the camera on that, on that arm, I just couldn't rest on it and shoot comfortably and like film at the same time. Uh-huh. So the, this tree when you're sitting in it, it's a, it's a big cottonwood tree and it makes a big Y mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the, the one Y actually sets up pretty good. If you take us, I took a screw in step and screwed it into that Y and I could kind of lean into it to get a rest. Right. But when I did that, the camera arm was going to be like completely in the way. So I, I took the camera arm and I put it at like just above my shoulder mm-hmm. and I positioned the camera like right at that spot You know, so I was like, okay, when I see him, I'm going to have it on record. I'm going to put it on that spot that I shot at him last year on that trail. And, you know, thinking it's going to work out the same. So he did, he didn't do that. He came straight. So straight South of me is the bedding area. He came straight at me, like literally right at the stand. Mm -hmm. And this was, this was an hour and a half for the illegal time. (laughs) When I, when I first saw him coming, coming through the brush and there's only I have one shooting lane to shoot to the south and it's like 30 35 yards and once you get past that you can't shoot it's just too thick all right but I, I could see him coming through that thick stuff and he was coming right at me and I couldn't you know being the camera was like you know up here above my shoulder I couldn't get it turned and and shoot at the same time <laughs> so I just said well I'm just gonna just focus on shooting him, and he ended up coming right Right into that shooting lane, 35 yards, <laughs> angling towards me. And I shoot a Savage 220 shotgun, right. 20 gauge, and shot him. And he took off running down that ditch, running straight east. And he stopped. And I seen him, like, get down on a knee and go down. And then I lost sight of his ra- his rack. And I thought, I thought for sure that I got him. Uh-huh. And, of course, you know, I'm texting my buddies and stuff saying, like, I'm pretty sure I got him. Watched him go down. And my plan was to to just go home and then come back and we'd just you know do a recovery on him and on film. And I I had to go if I was to take the same path that I went in, I was damn near going to have to walk right by him. Right. So I made I made a big circle around where I thought he was at to get back to the truck. And I'd actually I got down, and I went to you know where he was standing when I shot at him and probably followed you know the direction that he ran for forty yards and there was no blood. And no hair. <laughs> oh. I mean, there was nothing. So go home, get, get two of my buddies, get my sister, and we come back out. And, you know, we go to where I shot him and start falling. And I thought, well, he was angling to me. And I was like, if if I hit him in the shoulder where I thought I hit him, I was like, I might not have got an exit wound. And, you know, when you don't get an exit wound and you're sitting out of a tree stand and he's 35 yards, it's a pretty steep angle. Yeah. And we just ended up following the path that he went and came right up on him. And there was no blood, nothing. There wasn't even any blood where he was laying. Nothing. Nope. All there was was just a little hole right there in his front left shoulder from that 20-gauge slug. And there was no no exit wound at all. Wow. And yeah, the bullet was right inside of his cavity somewhere. So what's your
0: reaction? Uh,
2: pfft.
1: It was yeah. It was pretty pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Holy crap! He's finally dead. Did yeah. you cry? <laughs> no, I, I would have cried. No, I didn't. You have cried. You lied. You no. no. <laughs> <laughs> cried. I would have. No, I would have cried. I would have been bawling like a little baby, man.
0: Oh sure. man, I would have. Yeah, like, yeah, the
3: first thing I would have done was I would have taken a picture for Instagram.
0: So That's what <laughs> I would have done. <laughs> to the listeners right now, this buck is in the studio at the end of the studio table. It's uh you have a Eurod right now. Mark yep. is mounting it. Yeah. Um. This buck is unreal, and we've talked about this buck's characteristics the whole entire podcast. This thing has beams for days. Mm-hmm. I, you can't really even nothing does it justice. You have to see it in person. Um, what and there's
3: another they, special thing yeah, about this about just, this deer um, when Mark was just, sending us pictures. Mark, you tell us about this because yeah, I, I remember just, getting these pictures. I was just
1: gonna say he's got a big old giant skull. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's mm-hmm. huge. Um, but when I started to skin him out, I started to, you know, Dustin said, I want to save the front teeth on the lower jaw to send him in to see how old he is because he assumed he was either nine and a half or ten and a half at that point. So I started to remove the lower jaw from the skull and I started to cut the tongue area out. And I was like, oh, what is that? And all of a sudden, just this abscess starts pouring oh. out from underneath his tongue. It looked like vanilla pudding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Green vanilla yeah. pudding. He had a big infection underneath his tongue. St. Patty's Day. And then I started <laughs> getting into looking at his teeth, and they're just almost gone. And there's like three or four teeth in a row. that are just almost well, gone. Yeah, his, his gone lower and,
2: left jaw was missing. Yeah, teeth and that, yeah. Since his lower left jaw, if you can grab him, Mark. Yeah. So. Oh,
3: yeah, yeah. Like, I, I
2: kind of noticed that, yeah. His lower left jaw, since it didn't have basically any teeth, his top teeth on the upper left, the top uh-huh. left, didn't have any teeth on the bottom to uh-huh. wear on, like when he's chewing. So you can yeah.
3: see how oh, it makes that,
2: wow, how it sticks out like yeah.
3: that. That's just nuts, man.
1: Yeah, he literally was. The teeth were literally <laughs> missing on the bottom jaw, and he was down to the bone. And, and the if- gums had just healed over where the teeth were. I mean, the deer was probably missing. Five, sixteen.
0: Think about how miserable that deer had to. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think he would have died
3: this year with Absolutely. that infection? I,
2: I, I mean, granted, he had ten years. His granted, when I when I came up on him, like when me and my buddies came up on him, like we were kind of disappointed in the fact of his body wasn't as big as we thought. Yeah. But I mean, he was worn down from. He the was rut. sick though. But, I mean, too. His man. overall body condition wasn't horrible. I mean, I I've seen deer that were in worse body condition than him after really? the rut. Mm-hmm.
0: But think about, like, how big he was, how much weight maybe he had lost from when you saw him in previous years. That infection had to have been taking a toll on
1: him. Yeah, uh-huh. I cannot imagine what some of these deer live with. I've seen, I've cut yeah. some deer open and seen They're some tough. just, yeah, yeah, I've seen some bait, Well, Trevor well. Schmidt's 10-pointer had uh a, a infection underneath its ear by its cheek that was the size of a baseball. Just green abscessy pus yeah. scarred up. It's crazy, man. As yeah. mild
2: as the winter as we've had, it wouldn't have surprised me if he made it. Yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, a good that's point, true. too.
3: That is a yeah. good point. Yeah. It
0: was cold, though, yeah. like the yeah. last January was real, real cold. Yeah. Make
3: sure you dust the crops with Advil next year. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take
1: that teeth pain away. Or, yeah, some but, penicillin, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've been doing this since forth, and I've never seen a deer come in with this long a nose to eye measurement yeah what is his eye measurement what'd you say from the tip of the nose to the front corner of the eye where the caruncular is is eight and a half inches on this deer and i've the biggest ones i've ever got in were eight inches Right. And I looked in the supply catalogs briefly, where I order my forms, and they don't even have an eight and a half inch nose to eye that I've that's, found so far. I just, I'm sure it's out there, but I just haven't looked deep enough yet. You know, and I've never seen teeth this worn out on a deer. Do you in my remember
0: life. what my buck was? My 150 inch eight. He was it, yeah, I think eight? It, I think it was eight, and yep. he was
1: four and a half years old. Yeah, because I remember talking about it. Now I've got some younger deer that have longer nose to eyes, and I get some old deer that I know are old. And they actually have a shorter, you know, seven and three quarter. So it's just a general gauge that you judge them by. Right. But this one, I've never had an eight and a quarter. I've never had an eight and a half. And this one's eight and a half. It's insane. (laughs) Well, the deer he killed earlier with his bow before this was called Gnarly Charlie. (laughs) And it was a big old giant massive thing. And it had the biggest size neck, a 26 inch neck. Oof. the biggest neck deer i've that, ever taken
2: in that was november 3rd so that was he was, he, he was in front pri- that yeah. was right before you know the rut was really gonna kick oh, yeah. off so he was in right. prime body condition yeah there.
0: well city, it sounds like we have plenty more stories yeah.
1: cover here. and gnarly <laughs> charlie's a, body was a lot bigger than this one right oh yeah he, was yeah. A pig. he probably
2: field dressed to 225 that deer was
1: 20 there's uh sitting at 164
3: outdoors at ross's shop there is a monster neck on this deer um it's like right by the bows. If you look, it's that deer that's right off to the left the of the full bows. mount. No, it's not a full mount. It's 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 a it's a shoulder mount. Uh, but you can tell. Like uh, ask ask him about that deer sometime. He right. said I think I think it was nuts. I don't want to say what I, number it
1: was because I can't remember. I but. bet the majority of the deer that are what I call big bucks, four and a half, five and a half. Mm. You know, mostly five and a half giant neck deer that are swelled up from the rut would yeah. be twenty three inch neck right under the neck tight right. under the chin and this thing
0: was 26
1: this year was three inches oh. and that's not circumference
0: the, that's from when the, the buck is caped out right
1: well yeah well yeah i measure the actual skin but if the meat was still on there I would measure around the neck, right tight right. under the jaw and up behind the ears. So, yes, it is a carcass measurement. Okay. okay. So, this deer's neck, if you took a tape measure and went all the way it's around 20- it, the circumference is 26. <laughs> all right. And
3: Next podcast. Yeah. What are you, we need to know, what are you feeding these deer? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's the soil. It's good black dirt where I hunt. So. Right. That's, they, not, that's what I'm attributing it yeah. to. Okay. This Thank is you.
0: what it is. And because Eric's not here, Illinois has bigger deer than Iowa. Yeah. it's just the way it is i've never
3: seen a deer deer like that in iowa
0: so yeah the biggest
1: nose to eye and the biggest neck deer i've ever got in both of them have come from let's check the record on that
0: yeah well there probably isn't a recorded one not an accurate recording no probably not but i will say this i gotta thank you for coming and doing the podcast yeah thank you so much your story is incredible (laughs) thank you for being so polite thanks for inviting me i just how many times did you want to punch steve and how many times did you feel like he made a tally
3: he writes how much i hate steve and he's got up to like 35 on there that's why he asked for a piece of paper that's why he wanted
0: the notepad earlier i didn't even use it do you you regret coming to talk to us on the podcast no no (laughs) he won't even make eye contact with me anymore i would i don't even have eye eye contact i can't do it um I guess we're just going to close it out here. I think yeah. uh, you're welcome back whenever you would like for more podcasts. Yeah, I
2: want to come back and talk more about like deer management stuff. Yeah, for yeah, sure. We should.
0: You know, we should do that. There's um, a thing that we got. I have an idea that we're doing, and uh, it's going to be some sort of roundtable where we're going to have oh, the yeah. Whitetail mm-hmm. Boys come in, and we're going to have uh, we could, we're going to run up to eight mics, and we're going to just get to the nitty gritty. And I got some. Uh, you are now into the what we call the local <laughs> legends yeah, yeah. You, talking Group?
2: about round table. have you ever seen the drury brothers roundtable on youtube i have not huh. and, oh you gotta watch it huh and they, it's the drury brothers and then like uh, iowa dnr like a conservation oh, officer really? somebody in the iowa dnr and they sit down and talk about deer issues it's really do they good.
0: call it the roundtable yeah. They okay. We'll I think look they up. do. Well, we got to think of a different name.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The class we'll
0: on the, class well, on the
2: L- Don't call me it's Roundtable. You have to look it up for sure.
3: The
0: L Table. think it is. Well, I'll say that this table isn't even around. The L Table podcast. There you go. The L Table. <laughs> yeah. We'll, um, we'll, we'll, we'll check that out. The
1: Bucketorium.
0: What? Buckatorium L table white white till buck- something like it. the final word okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway we gotta, we gotta get going Dustin all right
3: guys congratulations on that deer yes. it is a deer of a lifetime yeah. and you've spent most of your lifetime hunting it so <laughs> it really is uh, right. it's awesome man
0: thanks Dustin we appreciate you the story's incredible thanks everyone for listening go find some shed antlers and then you know what to do go shoot your sure. bow and we love you thanks. You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network,
3: brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app.